Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Well, hello and welcome back to Transforming Relationships, where we're helping to put Relate back into relationships here on the Self-Discovery Radio Network. Uh, My name is Julianne O'Connor. I'm your host for the next 30 minutes, and today we are talking about sensitivity. And uh, in order to really get started with that conversation, I think I'm going to actually read you the definition of sensitivity just for the kick of it, okay? This is under physiology. It's the ability of an organism or part of an organism to react to stimuli. And then it says irritability, uh, the degree of susceptibility to stimulation. So sensitivity is neither good nor bad. It's just, it just is. Sensitivity is just the way we react to our surrounding, surrounding stimuli. And the reason I talk about this is because it is so incredible to watch how sensitive people are in their relationships and uh, which people react to things, which people don't react to things, what things people do react to versus what other people don't. And, you know, it's this kind of ongoing dilemma of what people think is important versus what other people don't think is important and how people don't necessarily align on those things. And so in talking about our our different levels of sensitivity, uh, I want you to just be open to the possibility that it's neither good nor bad if you are or aren't sensitive. So I'm not drawing any conclusions on the subject, (laughs) just for the record. Uh, But what I do want to say is this. I bring it up because in relationships, whether or not it's you with a partner or you with other people uh, that you work with or you with your own children, uh, whatever the case might be, we all have different levels of sensitivity and there are a lot of different factors that play into where we fall on that chart or scale of how sensitive we are. Uh, and a lot of that is even uh, chemical in nature. So some of it is based on our moods, uh, which are directly affected by uh, the moons and the tide. They're affected by the weather. They're affected by uh, what's happening with us physiologically, whether or not we've eaten a good meal, whether or not we've had too much sugar and it's starting to drop after a spike. Uh, and, and that's certainly the case uh, amongst children these days. You see a, a, a tremendous amount of spiking and dropping of the sugar levels. Uh, we're starting to see a huge trend in obesity based on the amount of sugar that people are eating. And and again, I'm not here to say what's right or wrong uh, with regards to sensitivity itself, but there are a lot of factors that play into it. And when you begin to realize that, when you are monitoring monitoring your own sensitivity levels or when you're reacting to other people's sensitivity levels, whether it's that you're becoming more compassionate or getting more edgy yourself because others are edgy around you, uh, you can begin to compartmentalize this and start to realize there's a lot of factors playing in and it's not necessarily you. It's not necessarily them or um, it could be a lot of different things that are playing into these levels of circumstances um, or levels of sensitivity. And by acknowledging that, it makes it much easier for us to, one, lighten up on ourselves when we're beginning to find that we feel sensitive to the surrounding things that are happening in our world. Uh, and maybe even to proactively take time away from whatever it is that we're doing to go 
and meditate, um, get in a hot tub, get a massage, uh, whatever it is that you need to do to relax because sensitivity is, um, like I said, neither good or bad, but what can happen when you're feeling extremely sensitive is you can lash out, you can say things you don't mean, you can get, uh, have your, your buttons can be easily pushed to where you react in ways that maybe you're not proud of. And so I would say this, if you know that, notice that you yourself are feeling extraordinarily sensitive, then to take a moment to give yourself a time out, so to speak, and take time to go and honor yourself. Because sensitivity is can be a very beautiful thing when you begin to alert yourself to the things that are happening around you, to begin to see the beauty in the simplest of things. Uh, you know, sensitivity is a, a really interesting thing because when you're feeling emotionally sensitive, you can also feel physiologically sensitive where so much so that even where you can feel the, the hair on your arms standing up, for example, or, you know, we've all had these, these experiences that we, we have a hard time explaining, uh, where we feel sensitive around certain people or certain energies and they affect us in a way that we can't put our finger on the explanation of why, but we know we're feeling something. And I think in today's world, one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we're feeling sensitive is that we try to downplay it to a degree that we ignore our own instincts. And when you begin to acknowledge and appreciate and take in that uh, feeling that you have when you are feeling extraordinarily sensitive to your surroundings, uh, then you can begin to see things in a different way that are much more, uh, I don't want to say high level, but you, but you begin to experience things on a deeper level for sure. Uh, now, one of the other aspects of sensitivity that we should look at is when others are sensitive and maybe you're not so much. <laughs> Now, you've heard me say this before, that you need to just take care of yourself, honor yourself, and then the rest all falls into place around you. But if you can notice when others are sensitive around you, uh, I notice it most with my daughter, probably, um, and that's also with my husband, both, uh, but also with friends as well. But I notice it most with my daughter, that she can be extraordinarily sensitive on certain days or at certain times, uh, and sometimes that is, of course, triggered by food. Uh, and different things that that are feeding her soul, so to speak. And when she's feeling extraordinarily sensitive, uh, those are times where it's very easy for me as a parent to acknowledge it and, and really be sort of a soft cushion for her to lean against during those periods of sensitivity because I want to encourage her to remain sensitive and open. You know, she's an open-hearted child. She's five years old. She gets very sensitive to others' opinions of her and, and sensitive to the things going on around the world. She's extremely sensitive to animals. She uh, recently went vegan uh, on her own accord, completely by free will. Imagine that, a five-year-old deciding that they're going to be a vegan. Uh, and she, you know, I, we are a vegetarian household, but we hadn't made the commitment to veganism yet. And um, though I have been vegan at times in my life, I, I discovered from that how difficult it was. And I didn't want to be frustrated or bitter at how difficult it was to get vegan foods when I was traveling. And so I sort of just scrapped the idea and went back to vegetarianism. 
Uh, but to have my five-year-old be so sensitive to the animal cause that she wants to be vegan and to not support the dairy industry, I thought was an amazing thing, um, though difficult for my husband and I, who, who like cheese and crackers, <laughs> we are now supporting her in her efforts to remain vegan and um, so far fairly successfully so. And uh, I say fairly because not everywhere we go has vegan food and she she finds herself frustrated if, if things are made with dairy uh, in certain places and yet she sort of has to accept that because it's very prominent in our culture. <laughs> But I try to remain this, again, soft cushion, this person she can lean against when she's feeling sick because there's a lot she's going to have to take in in the world. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to hurt her throughout her life um, in the sense that, you know, they upset her. And uh, and I understand that's part of life. And part of that is, is cushioning that sensitivity and allowing her to be that way and still uplifting her in a way that she understands that, you know, she can make a big difference in the world and that her job is not to be so uncomfortable and frustrated that she can't make a great difference, um, but instead that she can, on some level, also accept that some things are the way they are and for the moment all she can do, her only job is to do the part that she can do without it always upsetting her. So now my husband, when he's sensitive, he is most sensitive when he's tired and that's something that I notice with him. And, and my tendency has been actually to get uptight when he gets uptight and to not stop and say, wait a second. Oh, yeah, it's getting late. This is the time of day when he starts to get tired. And what can I do to help make it easier for him in these times of day where he's most sensitive to noise and um, activity and some of those things that I witness in him. Now, you can't do this with everybody that you don't know, obviously, but with people that you know, you certainly can. And to be a conscious uh, believer in, in your ability to affect change and to make the world a better place, if you become aware of other people's sensitivity, you can really make an impact in helping them through those times. And my husband's certainly not sensitive in the morning. He's certainly not sensitive in the day uh, unless something has caused that sensitivity. Uh, but at nighttime, he's extremely sensitive. And so why should I be irritated because he's irritated and then that perpetuates that irritation and annoyance and the frustration builds and then everybody's yelling at everybody and so on and so forth. Not that we're a really you know, yelly sort of family, pardon the expression, I know that's not really a word, um, but but we don't typically yell at each other, that's not the way that we communicate, but I say that in, you know, as, as an analogy for, you know, that, that level, those frustrations and those feelings that people get when they start getting irritated with each other without stopping to say, oh, one or the other of us is feeling sensitive. As the non-sensitive party, why don't I relax and just go ahead and soften their blow and soften their frustration and their sensitivity? Uh, and and that's really great when we're conscious of it. I, I understand completely. Um, you know, when we're abnormally sensitive and somebody else is abnormally sensitive, watch out. Then we're really in trouble. Either we're going to go at it or we're going to cry together. I don't know which. <laughs> Um, but, you know, when you're talking about sensitivity or your emotional, you know, physical reaction to the world around you, uh, let's talk about strangers for a minute and or friends even. Uh, you know, in the world of uh, human beingness, 
you have all sorts of people from all sorts of different walks of life coming from all sorts of different um, places with situations that you don't know about that are happening constantly. And so when you encounter the public and people are abnormally rude or whatever the case might be, it might just be that they're feeling extremely sensitive based on their own pressures from their home life or perhaps because of something they ate that has spiked their blood sugar and, and then, um, you know, left them in uh, a state of depletion. <laughs> and so when you begin to see the world this way, what happens is you don't take things so personally because when you encounter people who are, are behaving badly, then you understand that you are not the source of, of their sensitivity. You are not the trigger for that. In most cases, you just happen to be the recipient of their actions when they're feeling that way. And when you realize that, you can put yourself into a state of somebody who is more compassionate. And it's very easy to do that. And that's a beautiful thing. You can truly make an impact on the world when you begin to notice your own sensitivity and also compartmentalize other people's. You can't control it. And that's one of the things. I'm not saying you can't control your own. There are some things that you can do to uh, have an effect on your own body and physical well-being. Uh, but for others, you certainly cannot control their their levels of sensitivity. And some people, you know, just have different things that have been stored in their body at a cellular level based on things that have happened to them as small children, things that you will never even be aware of, and that in in many cases they have no awareness of as well, which is crazy if you really start to think about that because people are affected even in utero by what what is said and what happens and is done around the mother who is carrying them while they're in utero and how she's feeling emotionally and the things that she's taking into her body. Um, this has been proven scientifically uh, and certainly shown through um, drug addicted babies and, and some other situations and, and uh, babies of people who have been abused while they're pregnant and so on and so forth that they have shown how that has affected the fetus and it's really interesting when you start to realize that a lot of these things that happen to people even in childhood have been squashed and forgotten and people don't even realize they're affected by their past and so when you realize that and that's true for you as well and for me there are memories that we store on a cellular level in our body that we have forgotten which have made us who we are, whether good or bad. And for those that make us extremely sensitive, again, whether good or bad is irrelevant. Um, a sensitivity is just a part of life. Our way of reacting to the world around us is going to fluctuate. It is not stable. <laughs> and when you accept and appreciate the level of unstable beingness that is going through everybody pulsating through all of our you know blood and veins and uh, when you start to appreciate that then it's very easy to remove yourself from being affected by other people's drama when it's negative in nature by all means open your heart and soul to it when it's positive and allow that to affect you and make you more sensitive as well but when it's negative in nature, we don't need to absorb all of that. And I'm not saying that you're not affected because no two people can come into contact with one another and not uh, leave changed by that interaction. We are always being changed by other people 
we are always being affected on a cellular level, on a molecular level, uh, energetically, we are always being affected and affecting other people. But boy, what a really great reason to incentivize us to go out there and try and make the world a better place. Because why wouldn't you want to do that? That is our job, <laughs> is to give back, to make the world a better place, to help people become more conscious again. And when you can contribute to the world in that respect, you don't have to have money to do that. Yeah, and my husband was telling me a story the other day. It was really interesting about this guy who was homeless. My husband did this really fun little um, thing. He was in Portland, Oregon, and this is when we had the rains a few days ago, and and he could not get a flight um, out. He had a flight booked, but the flight couldn't leave. They had all sorts of weather issues flying into the different locations that they needed to fly. And so he finally just sort of decided to scrap the idea, forget about trying to get out that night. And so he gave up his seat on the plane and said, you know what, just fly me out tomorrow when the weather has passed. And so the airline said, no problem, we'll give you a voucher for a hotel tonight. It happened to be in Portland, Oregon, and there were no hotels available. So he gets this voucher, it says, call this phone number and book a flight. He calls and they say, you know, sorry, all the hotels in your particular area this evening are booked. There are no hotels available. And so he's like, okay, I've got this kind of pointless voucher here. Uh, so what am I going to do with my time? I don't have to be back to the airport until 6 a.m. So he decided to take the mass transit train to Portland, Oregon, and down to the, the heart of it. He was from the airport to downtown. And he was going to go visit Voodoo Donuts, which is sort of a national landmark where they make all these crazy donuts. And so he takes the transit down there, and he decides he's going to hoof it back to the airport that evening. So he'll go down there, spend the, the evening you know, getting there, having donuts, seeing the world at night, so to speak, and then hike back or walk back eight miles to the airport. And he just decided to do this for fun and stay up all night and get no sleep. Um, not that he had a choice because there was no hotel available. Um, of course, he could have slept at the airport, I suppose. But anyway, he does this as an adventure. And so he goes down there and he orders like a dozen donuts, which of course he can't eat. And he walks out and he begins giving them out to some of the homeless people that are on the street outside. And there's like this long line into Voodoo Donuts. He's giving some out to people in the line that are waiting to order their donuts. Everybody's, you know, thrilled. But he said there's this one homeless guy. And the guy is outside and he's just preaching uh, this whole idea of, of, you know, mightier than thou. How everyone thinks they're so much better than him. And how dare they think they're so much better than him. And et cetera, et cetera. And my husband said he, he, he was just like, you know, so hypersensitive um, because of his, you know, interesting adventure that he put himself on uh, kind of on a whim. He said that he was so hypersensitive that all he could hear was this poor man's issues coming out of his own view of himself without realizing it was actually his view of himself. So he's saying everybody else thinks they're better than him and how dare they which really translated to he feels better than everybody else and he wants to make sure everyone knows that he's equal or better than everyone else just because he's homeless doesn't make him less than anyone else. 
And it's such a fascinating thing. And, you know, some other guy walked up to him who was also homeless and said, yeah, keep at it, keep at it. Like, you know, you keep spreading the message. But the truth is the message was everything to do with his own issues. Now, what caused that in this man? No one but uh, he will ever know. And maybe he himself will never recognize it. But when you hear other people throw in their issues, you know, out into the wind, so to speak, or preaching their point of view, and it's very negative, you can very easily, if you turn it around and hear them say, instead of you, blah, 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 hear it as I am whatever it is that they're saying. And that's them saying I am whatever. Then you realize that these things that people say and do in life have nothing to do with you. It's not about you. Those are their issues. So when others complain, when others, you know, bitch and moan and, you know, complain, it's their own issues that they're working through. And it is not your responsibility to change them. But your responsibility is to make the world a better place if you choose to take it. And so in so doing, it's very simple to just be there. Just be okay or get away from it if that's your choice. But to just be okay without putting up this wall that bounces back the negativity back and forth, uh, which is what so many people do. Rather than opening their heart wider, what people do is they they clam up, they get tight, they put build a wall around their heart, they build a wall around their body. Energetically speaking, imagine this, okay? This is absolutely what happens. And so people build this wall around themselves and what happens is the energy bounces back and forth. You're still being affected by it. And yet if you let go of the wall of uh, that you think is, is protection, which is truly not protection, what it's causing is it's causing continuation of this negative energy going back and forth, back and forth. Whereas if you can get rid of that, dissolve the wall, dissolve the imaginary protection and armor that you want to put around yourself and instead soften into an open heart, what you will find is that negative energy will pass right through you. You will be unaffected by it and it'll go out the back and it'll continue on and it'll dissipate and dissolve. And it won't be passed back and forth. And pretty soon the other party of negative uh, beingness will begin to diffuse. Their negativity will begin to diffuse. And pretty soon you will begin to find harmony. And you will have not had to say, say even a word to make that happen. It is all done energetically. So when you notice other people being sensitive, remember you yourself can open your heart wider and change the world just by being okay with others of being allowed to be themselves, understanding that their issues come from their own source of issues that have nothing to do with you. It is not personal. And when you yourself find yourself that uh, being sensitive and you see that what others are saying is hurtful or whatever the case might be, again, take the same action. Open your heart wider. Typically what happens if you're feeling extraordinarily sensitive, if you release your clenching, that, that sensation of clenching your fists, clenching your, your heart, clench, clenching your eyebrows together, if you soften the, the area between your eyebrows, if you release and loosen your fingertips, and you wiggle them a little and you begin to breathe. 
just taking in deep breaths through your nose, out mouth, through your nose, out your nose, just taking in and out deep breaths. And you begin to release and relax. Oftentimes you'll cry because when you're extremely sensitive, our tendency is not to open our heart wider. It is to try to put up more armor and to put up more walls and, and higher levels of security around ourselves. So how ridiculous that if you actually soften, release all those walls of armor and all that, that stuff that we try to do to protect ourselves, and if we soften and open our hearts wider, what will actually happen is we'll begin to release that stuff that is causing the sensitivity in our beingness. And there, w for, for many people, that release will come through tears. For some people, that release will come through breath. Uh, but it will come through. Sometimes you'll feel a tingling sensation. There's a lot of different sensations that you can feel when you release and begin to let go of that stuff. But it is done by consciously choosing to open your heart wider and soften, not by putting up more uh, tense energy. <laughs> so try it. Next time you're feeling sensitive, uh, sensitize yourself even just a little more and jump through the heart of whatever it is that is making you fearful uh, feel sad, sensitive, whatever the case might be, and see just just witness how your emotional or physical reaction is uh, to the world around you at that point. So abnormal sensitivity is a sign of something amazing when you can remember to not take other people's information as personal. And when you can begin to witness the beauty and the sensitivity and the beauty and the ability to translate it through the touch and feeling of what just is sometimes. Uh, so anyway, look, that's all I've got for you today. You know, I, I just wanted to talk about sensitivity. This, what really triggered it was actually the people who are living in my home, um, because sometimes we get sensitive to each other and that triggered my desire to have conversation about it, uh, I actually decided to sort of jump through my fear of some of that tension and write an email uh, to the guy who's living with us right now. And he wrote me a really sweet email back and, and that released a lot. Just, just having an understanding of why we're all feeling sensitive sometimes and where we're really coming from, which is oftentimes easily expressed through the written word, but not so easily expressed through communication verbally, uh, because we get uncomfortable when we want to say truly what's going on in our minds and hearts uh, when we're dealing with people oftentimes. You have to be a really extraordinary uh, communicator to be able to always express your intimate emotional thoughts. So uh, written word is a great outlet for that. Uh, and certainly, you know, um, being able to maybe leave a message sometimes that works or, or text or, or all the different forms of communication these days that we have. Uh, but speaking straight to somebody sometimes is difficult. And I totally get that. So anyway, that triggered my desire to have this conversation about sensitivity today. I really appreciate you tuning in uh, to Transforming Relationships today. I'm your host, Julianne O'Connor. I'm the author of the book, Spelling It Out for Your Man, and also the book, Spelling It Out for Your Career. Uh, if you have not visited my website, please do so. That website address is spellingitout.com. Again, spellingitout.com, and you can get my books there. You can also get them anywhere that books are sold. I appreciate you joining me today, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please send me an email. My email address is spellingitout at yahoo.com. And again, tune in to other uh, hosts as well on Self Discovery Radio. 
Uh, it's a wonderful network of incredible people who are uh, advocates for positive living, and it's just a fabulous station. Uh, truly, if you could share it with your friends, share it. Uh, share it on your social sites. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash transformingrelationships. Uh, and again, uh, visit my website, spellingitout.com. I look forward to hearing from you, uh, whether by email or uh, through your comments on Facebook, and I appreciate you tuning in today. So go out there and make it a great morning afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is for you. And remember to remain open to your sensitivity. Um, be kind when others are feeling sensitive. Compartmentalize it. Realize that it's not personal. And go out there and help me to make the world a better place by helping to put relate back into relationships. Again, join me next week on Transforming Relationships. And thank you for joining me.